Hey, it's Jenna, and this is the At Home Tarot Podcast, where we're building a home within ourselves, one daily spiritual practice at a time. If you're a returning listener, now's a really good time to head to the podcast page of Apple or Spotify and leave your five-star review. Good morning. Welcome into my home. Welcome into our tarot practice. So happy you're here. I hope you're having a wonderful morning. If you're listening to this in the morning, if this is part of your morning ritual and routine, then hi. I love that for you. And I love that for us. Uh, I do hope some of you are listening to these in the morning to set you up for kind of an intentionally thoughtful day where you're just hopping into something a little bigger than yourself um, in terms of the collective, in terms of uh, getting out of your own head, getting into some energetics, connecting with me here. Uh, Always a beautiful way, I think, to start the day and to set the mind for the day in you know, I don't know how I I intuitively just begin to chat about what's going on for me, but I think that one of the most important things, what I'm hearing this morning for myself is always that remembrance that we do so much of this work to come home to ourselves, to work through codependent tendencies to face our own self-sacrifice, loss of self, forgetting of self, um, over-giving, over-advising, um, over, you know, seeking approval from everybody. Um, and this morning, I'm hearing on that topic that it is just woven and has become the foundation of this podcast and my tarot and the way I do tarot in the world. And it's so important to remember to not forget yourself so that you can go into the world and forget yourself. And what I mean by that is that we're heart-centered people. We love love. We enjoy connection. Uh, We value We value that. We value bonding with people in our own, in our own ways, right? In our own particular methods. And it looks different for all of us, but we enjoy that. If you're here, you probably enjoy that. You probably center your relationships or at the very least, they feel very meaningful to your life. And when we are overgiving from a place of, um, trying to gain, trying to gain security, trying to gain a commitment or a certainty that those relationships will stand the test of time. When we, um, forget about ourselves to get those things, then often what we give is energetically mismatched. Um, and one of the things I've I've really learned is that the reason I center myself and I find a spiritual center within me and a space of trust in that something bigger 
is so that I can go out into the world and I can give of self and I can forget about myself in the way that I get to offer things and not have that be about me, not have it be about gaining approval, not have it be about calming my fears and discomfort around watching other people navigate life and pain and struggle. And I get to offer what I have without being thinking that I'm someone's savior. And I could go on, but I think you, you probably get this, that when we are centered, we can actually give from a pure place, one that doesn't have expectations, one that isn't doing things in order to get. And the way we get as codependents is so covert. It's so covert to us. And, um, I think that that's really interesting. And that's what's really coming up in the tarot this morning. It's something I think about a lot that the reason I do this podcast, the reason I do my own work and hopefully inspire and facilitate you to do yours of finding that stable foundation and really building that stable foundation of your individuality and who you are within you is actually so that you can walk out into the world and completely forget about yourself, offer the world what you got, help people out of the pureness of your heart, not hold any expectations or covert reasons about what you get from that situation. And in that, when you pause, you still feel yourself within, you're still tapped into your experience of the situation, but you're not worried about your security. You're not worried about, um, you know, whether what people are thinking about you in that scenario. You're not thinking about um, merging with that person and then trying to um, fix them in order to feel better because you've merged with them. So now you need them to feel better if you're going to feel better. And so there's this weird paradox that happens when we heal codependency or at least we continue to tend a lot to codependent patterns because I don't think they completely go away. Um, I think over time they do, but they might come back. And we do that so we can actually move into the world and completely sacrifice whatever we want to sacrifice, our time, our energy, our words. We can give with so much preciousness and so much abandon because we know that we are centered in ourselves and that the way we're giving is not about us. And funnily enough, when it's not about what we get, when it's not about the safety we get, the security we get, the approval we get, um, the connection we get, then actually life gets really cool. And our connections really begin to heal. And sometimes the healing is the separation and and sometimes it's the coming back together. But I wanted to offer that because it's it's the bigger expansion of codependency that I don't think a lot of people talk about, which is what happens after. You know, a lot of people want to heal codependency so they don't get themselves into situations where we're lost 
to ourselves. And and that's cool. And that's where we need to be. But the long term is, is what I talk about so much, which is we do that. So yes, we can center ourselves. Yes, we can come home to ourselves. Yes, we we don't do those things anymore. And, and we're thinking of ourselves. But the next step is so then we can forget. And when we get home at the end of the day, or when we pause, we're still there. And we're not in self abandon. Our sacrifice is now pure. The way we give is now pure. And it's more pure because we're not it's not being done out of line. We're not inserting ourselves where we're no longer needed because we don't need to do that uh, for that person. Uh, we we did it for ourselves before. Um, and so we actually become better discerners of where to sacrifice our energy. Um, so pretty cool. And I'm thinking about that all today because our self abandonment card is the reversed 10 of cups, which is, um, I think we had this yesterday or the day before. Mm, I'm struggling to recall. It felt like a full, full day yesterday. (laughs) So I cannot recall. I'd have to go back. But if you've been listening, you might recognize it. Um, I think it was next to the eight of cups. Uh, we're talking about leaving things behind. Um, and it is next to the moon card here. So let me kind of um, visualize these cards for you. And then I'll let you know why I got on that big um, tangent, <laughs> that big um, uh, talk here at the beginning of this episode. So the Ten of Cups is reversed in our self-abandonment. And this card is a card of two people coming together. Um, There's a rainbow over them. They're at the side of the ocean. Their arms are around each other. There's a hut in the background. There's two children holding hands and walking the beach. And so this card is reversed. So it's upside down uh, today. And so you think of happiness in its downfall and bliss and those moments of joy that come alongside the difficult parts of life um, being kind of in its downfall, being distorted and being blocked. And then we have the moon card. And the moon card is such a beautiful card. And um, in it, there's a moon, a full moon shining down on kind of a wilderness scene. There's space in the middle, woods on both sides, and a lake with the reflection of the moon. And out of the lake is coming a scorpion. And on either side of kind of the woods, on one side, there's a black dog. And on the other side, there's a white wolf. It might be opposite, but, um, and the moon card, the moon card brings up what is happening within us in the darkness. And, um, it offers us a opportunity to break the illusions that we've been holding, especially about ourselves, especially about ourselves. And it, it's, in particular, the illusions 
and the masks we wear to ourselves. And what lives behind those masks is deep fears. These are intrinsic humanity type fears. Uh, These are not your day-to-day run-of-the-mill fears. They are what connect us all and they are what drive us all subconsciously. And they are the undertone and they are the thing that hold up the illusions and masks we have of us. Of us. Of of who we are. And and this is about getting really deep. Uh, so let's let's kind of skirt back to the self uh, abandonment. So Ten of Cups here is about in its reversed it's about finding having a day um or or a time when because of some sort of challenge happening maybe in a relationship with a connection with somebody it's like the the happiness shut off that something that used to bring you a lot of joy a relationship and this could be love friendship uh family anything like that this is someone you were once really close to and to be together meant to be joyful and i feel like you might have even weathered uh, a few hard times with this person by your side um and I want you to really consider these people in your life that at one point in time, and this is really what Ten of Cups points to uh, when we think of relationships, is the people we really connected to um, when times were tough. And it brought joy that even when, you know, you didn't have a lot of money or um, somebody was experiencing a loss or someone was just going through some existential crises or some relational breakdowns, and you could be there for each other. And you could find some joy together. And with the Ten of Cups reversed, it's talking about, at least on your side, if not both, that joy feeling like it's drained out of that. That now during the hard times, it's hard to experience that laughter and that joy and that silliness that that relationship had, especially when times were tough, especially when navigating the hard things in life. And uh, it's just no longer, the, the joy seems inaccessible now with that person. It seems like lately we we can't metaphorically get it up with that person. Um, it really feels like that because there's a pleasure element and it doesn't have to be sexual. Uh, that was just a metaphor. But there is that something about this connection, something about that person, that pleasure has been drained from from the situation and it, it feels like a struggle 
um, with them and possibly for quite a while now. And the way we self-abandon here is we, we really hold on. And I want to say that when times are tough and you can't access joy with someone, that that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with the relationship. It doesn't mean we need to cut this person off. Um, that that's just not always the case. That's a really black and white way of seeing things. And, you know, there can be complexity and there can be hard seasons where joy feels a little harder to access. And that there's never one blanket decision for everybody in that situation. Uh, when we talk about diversity, part of what we're talking about is being able to hold that there's not a right or wrong. Um, and so with the Ten of Cups reversed, I just want to remind you that never is anything telling you to completely cut people out, that that is a very personal nuanced decision. Um, Ten of Cups is just saying there's been um, a drain here on joy. And there's been an absence of joy and pleasure and bliss where maybe there once was. And that's okay. And what we can do is actually we can lose ourselves in overanalyzing that. We can lose ourselves in trying to gain that back in a time when it's not accessible. And so, oh, so much of our loss of self is trying to fix reality. And so do not get lost today in trying to fix that situation where it bliss and pleasure and those sort of things that, that feel a little heavy, that feel unaccessible, that feel like they've drained out of a certain connection. Don't try to gain that back today. You know, don't be the person that, you know, reaches out and, and tries to recapture pleasure through sending like 10 memes. You know, I remember doing that to, to a guy I liked once, you know, and it was, it, the pleasure was drained. There was, it didn't, it wasn't natural. Um, and I was trying to regain the fun and the joy and I was trying to fix it and it showed and, and energy shines through and vibration shines through and people know what you're doing and they feel it intrinsically, even if they can't state it, which is the moon, right? There's an energy there. We can't see, we know that this isn't what it is. Um, and so don't jump into trying to fix today. Don't try to make this anything else but what it is. Acceptance, I feel, is a huge skill for people with codependent tendencies um, and overgiving because we're not accepting life the way life is showing us. We're not accepting um, these things. We're trying to fix them. And when we're not trying to fix them, we're actually making ourselves wrong for experiencing them or we're blaming ourselves because somehow we think we created it. And I know some of you, that's what it is. And so be soft with yourself. You didn't 
create this. You might have contributed to this. But this is life. This happens. And, you know, chances are you didn't necessarily do anything really wrong here. Maybe some of you feel like there's an apology somewhere for something, but it's that intrinsic unworthiness is what I'm talking about, where we think if I was just better at this, this never would have happened. No, that's not true. That's not true. And so we come back to ourselves today with the moon card. And we say, oh, I don't need to fix anything here. But there is something I do need to do. I need to understand my part. I need to understand and reflect on this and really go beyond the mask I wear. And the reason I say this is because there's opportunity when something's no longer working. And this could show up as resentment at other people. It could show up as heartbreak. It could show up as anger. It could show up as frustration, um, hurt, all of these things. And the moon is a huge calling to accept them, accept the other person, accept what has happened there. You know, name it for ourselves. You know, I'm feeling disconnected from so-and-so. You could write this in a journal today. You could you could answer these things along with me. Just fill in the blanks with your thoughts or even say it out loud. But, um, you know, I'm feeling the joy and the bliss and the connection fading from so-and-so. I accept that what that is. Even if you don't know all the ins and outs, I accept that this is the experience right now. Okay, I don't need to fix this. I don't need to fix this. What feelings am I having coming up towards them? So first we look at them in this particular scenario today. And we go, you know, because I know for me, I have things about them. I'm saying, well, they did this they did that. Okay. It's important to state that this is all heading somewhere. So don't just do this part because this part isn't helpful in the long run, but we need to name it first to get it off our chest. And so name what that person did, even if it's in your thoughts right now, you know, name if there's things that bothered you there in any sort of way. Again, whether it's hurt or frustration or resentment, things like that. Did you name them? (laughs) Okay. All right. And then, how did this threaten you? What, What in you was hurt or anchored? Was it that this hurt you emotionally? Did this threaten your security or threaten your emotional security? Um, Did it threaten your relationship, your connection? Did it threaten your sex life? Did it threaten, what did it threaten for you? Really look at that. And then once you have named that, that's when we move into moon energy because we go, okay, I see 
that person, I see what I think they did. I see what that threatened for me or what that brought up for me. And now I need to look at myself. And that's what moon card energy is. It says, okay, people are doing their thing. Life is doing their thing. They're causing me this sort of fear. They're causing me to feel I want to protect this part of myself or that part of myself. Um, this is what they threaten, my emotional security, my my mood, um, my my material, you know, if, if someone, if, if your partner went and spent a bunch of money and you're angry about that, it's like, okay, here we go. We're really threatened by, um, you know, our material security. But then now we have to look at ourselves. Now we have to turn in. And this isn't saying life doesn't exist around us and people aren't doing things. But the moon is the invitation that there's a mask at play here. And under the mask is always fear. And so we have to ask ourselves, what did we do in that situation? Where were we thinking about ourselves? And actually then take them out of the equation now that we put them in it. So we acknowledge them and then we put them aside and we look at ourselves. And I know for me, in a situation I'm experiencing, what this looks like is, mm, actually, I put judgment on this person. And I tried to help them in ways I actually wasn't able to. And I pushed that on them. And I was really selfish, because I wanted to feel like I could help them. I was really using that instance to boost my own ego. And so the mask I wear is helper. The mask I wear is supporter. The mask I wear is um, advisor, someone who can have someone else's answers, someone who can get someone through something, someone who can make someone feel better. That's a mask I'm very familiar with. I think a lot of people are that experience the same things as me who are tending to the same tendencies as me. And so when I look at that, I can really see where I went wrong, even though that other person might have contributed, I can take some time to focus on me. And then I can ask myself, why? What fear was driving that? And for me, it's the fear of disapproval. You know, I want someone to think really great things of me and that I'm this amazing person. We all want that. I mean, we all want that. But I need to continue to acknowledge that a lot of what I do is for approval. And then once I'm there, I need to ask more, what is more of the fear? What drives my fear of being disapproved of? And it's, well, people don't approve of me, then they won't want to be around me. And if they won't want to be around me, then they'll abandon me. Fear of abandonment. Fear of abandonment is an intrinsic human uh, fear. And that's the kind of stuff the moon is. And if you've gotten this far, thank you for staying with me on the journey of explaining this. Because this is not easy work. The moon is in the third line of the major arcana. The third line is when we literally spiritually and like break open 
and we stop being our personality and we have a personality, but we, we break down and we go beyond the personality, beyond the ego, beyond who we think we are. And we get to our humanity and we start, and that's where the realness is because what is real is what is human and everything else is personality and expression and everything else. It doesn't mean it's not real, but it's not that deep uh, human connection that we all share. The way one person express themselves is not going to resonate with another. And so we don't all share that, but we all share often a fear of abandonment. And some of us push people away and some of us try to get people to be closer. And so Today, I want you to look at in that situation, what happened there, where you feel the threat in that situation, how you contributed what you did in that situation. And we're not, we're not negating blame. We're just putting them aside so we can do our own internal work. Okay, this isn't letting them off the hook. If you're not ready to forgive, that's fine. That's a process that that takes time. But let's look at ourselves today. And when we do that, and we start writing this stuff out, and we start saying, oh, you know, I was really, actually, I was a little dishonest. I didn't tell them how I was feeling back when I was feeling it the first time. Or, oh, actually, I, um, I was really frightened of this. And because of it, here's a bunch of action I took that contributed to this. Um, And so there's all these things. And when we get to them, we can ask ourselves deeper. What's my motivation here? What was I in fear of? And it's often fear of abandonment, fear of death, um, you know, those sort of things. And the moon is not just these little things we keep hidden. They are our deepest fears and motivations. Um, And so it's a heavy card to get. It's a Pisces card, but Pisces are able to see into that subconscious and spiritual space. They're able to see not just what drives people on the surface, but that web underneath us all where we're all functioning from the same fears. Um, it, it's a big card. Don't feel like you have to completely get into it. But if you can even get to the bottom of one of your core fears today, especially um, especially do it through the lens of a relationship where it feels like the bliss and the pleasure is starting to drain. You might even still have a great relationship with this person, but you it's like you feel like the bliss and the pleasure and the happiness is a mask. Um, for some of you, it's completely gone. Maybe it's a relationship in the past you're still thinking about. It's time to bring this back to you and let this be something where you get to grow and where you get to understand yourself better. My need for approval is not going anywhere. I've, I've (laughs) done a lot of work. Um, but I tend to it a lot. And actually when I acknowledge that that's where I was acting from, the moment I acknowledge that, it softens and I feel the freedom to not make the choice based on that anymore. Um, so it does really help us. This process really helps us step into 
step into and soften, step into new choices is, is what I'm hearing and soften those motivations that actually aren't serving us anymore. But to do that, we really have to get to the core of what drives us. And the moon says, what drives us to fear? The sun says, what drives us to pleasure, right? What are the pleasurable things that drive us below life? Things like our values. You know, I value um, spaciousness. That's not a fear. That's that's my bliss. And so that's the sun. Um, but today we're being asked to look at the fear, the fear side, the, the kind of darker side um, of us. So I know it was a longer episode, but it feels like a really important message today um, of how to navigate relationships that do kind of lose happiness. And we are kind of left like what happened? Um, and to really um, let it be another way. Let it be another way we come home to ourselves, learn about ourselves, tend to ourselves. And hopefully in time, it allows us access to new choices about who we are now. Um, and with that, I will stop because my timer says 33. And that feels just like a really good time to stop. Um, probably my longest episode yet. Um, I hope you have a beautiful Sunday. Oh, it's not a Sunday. It's a Monday. It's what happens when you work from home. I hope you have a beautiful Monday if you're listening to this on Monday. Otherwise, have a beautiful day, whatever day this message finds you. I care about you lots. And I will see you again tomorrow. Bye now. Thank you for joining me at home for our daily practice today. If you'd like deeper insight into your current energy, head over to JennaDale.com slash insight messages to order a personalized reading from me and be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening so you can join me again tomorrow. See you then. Thank you.